1929, the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences held their first awards gala, recognizing the best work of creative and technical achievement for the motion picture industry. Throughout the decades, landing a seat at this annual Academy Awards ceremony signified the praise and recognition of one's peers. And going home with one of those little golden bastards would become Hollywood's greatest honor. Once that envelope opens, though, 80% of the people sitting in that audience become nothing more than very talented seat fillers. Welcome to the spring of 1991. So far, the year has seen the start and end of Operation Desert Storm. Yeah, Saddam was defeated and peace was forever restored to the Middle East, right? And I'm sure we would never hear from them again. Right. And the Buffalo Bills just lost the Super Bowl to the New York Giants, one of the closest Super Bowls in history, losing by just one point. Mm -hmm. But don't worry, they would come back the next year, and the next year, and the next year. Surely one of those four attempts is a winner for them, right? Let's just say the Bills became four-time stadium seat fillers. <laughs> no wonder they're smashing so many tables. Right? <laughs> 1991 also saw four LAPD officers captured on videotape beating Rodney King and then summarily indicted for their heinous acts of police brutality. <laughs> Which I'm sure resulted in convictions, and everyone was cool and nothing more came of it because justice was served, right? Right? Let's just call those cops courtroom seat fillers. No wonder LA smashed so many buildings. Germany regained its full independence for the first time since the end of World War II, and Pete and Pete debuted on Nickelodeon. Oh, thank God. The world was through the woods, Jeff. We were full of hope and ready to celebrate Hollywood's best at the 63rd Annual Academy Awards. They were also ready to see how it was possible for Dick Tracy to get seven nominations, yet have none in any of the main categories. Seven? Uh, Dick Tracy. Yep. Oh, man. If I had to guess, uh, oh, well, that Madonna song, right? And makeup? Uh, shoot. None of the major categories, huh? So, no nomination for noted Hollywood manslut Warren Beatty. Wow, seven? Really? Yep. But as the 43 million viewers at home and those in attendance settled in for a ceremony whose theme was celebrating 100 years of film, they were met by Michael Caine via satellite in France, showcasing a film that was only... 95 years old. Oh, missed the mark by five years there, the Academy. And nailed it. For one actress in attendance, this night was electric. She was nominated for her first Oscar after only having done three films. And her category, Best Supporting Actress, was first on the program. Hey, Jeff. Hey, Corey. Would you rather be nominated in a category early in the ceremony or, like, later in the ceremony would i have to sit there through everybody else's technically yes you'd have to sit through the entire ceremony to wait for yours at the end but like you wouldn't have to sit there having lost for three hours would i get to smack the shit out of the host 
depends on your A-list status before the ceremony starts. Would I get to smack the shit out of the host and then win an Oscar later on in the ceremony where everybody would give me a standing ovation? Potentially. (laughs) (laughs) That's Um, not off the table, Jeff. (laughs) Definitely not for the Oscars. Actually, uh, to be honest, what I would say is I would rather get the Oscar portion of it for me over with. Yeah. And then be able to enjoy the rest of the Oscars, even if I lost, you know? Yeah, I, I mean, the, the problem is that the more prestigious Oscars, the, like, best actor, best director, best picture, they all happen at the end. So, like, I would want to be nominated in those more than any others, but I absolutely would want to get it over with it within the first five minutes of the ceremony and then just be, well, it happened, and I can sit here and I can just enjoy myself regardless of the outcome. I'd rather be nominated for Best Foreign Film. Yeah, that'd be cool. The part that nobody watches and everybody goes to the bathroom during. Yeah, it's like during the commercial break. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) It's sad that we say that, but really they do put those Oscars at a point in the show that everybody's kind of ready for it to be done. Right. Yeah, I mean, they even literally put them in the commercial breaks at this last Oscars. So, you know, it's tough. It's tough out there for short films and animated shorts and documentary features and all that kind of shit it's hard out there for a film yes you know it's hard out there for a film although that uh, particular song it was not hard for them they won't no. ask her for that they won. Yeah. yeah but back in 1991 jeff moments after the start of the ceremony the previous winner for supporting actor for his work in glory denzel washington took the stage with an envelope in his hand he was so good in glory single tear man single I know, right? Ugh. Anyway, in that audience, a fresh-faced Annette Benning looked on as she heard her name read aloud from the Oscar stage for the first time. And then had to feign delight as Whoopi Goldberg picked up her supporting actress Oscar for her work in Ghost, becoming only the second black actress to do so after Hattie McDaniel's win for Gone with the Wind in 1940. Surely Annette Benning was disappointed she was relegated to seat filler for the remainder of the three-hour and 30-minute ceremony. But she got to witness history being made. Well, yeah. I mean, sure, she had acted her ass off playing a seductive con woman opposite Angelica Houston and John Cusack in the Martin Scorsese-produced film The Grifters. But it's Whoopi Goldberg, man. She's a national treasure who is now one step closer to achieving an EGOT. Besides, this was only Annette's third film. There'll be plenty more now that she's had this breakout nomination. Plus, she's felt this sting of defeat before, Jeff. She's fine. <laughs> Everything is fine, Jeff. That's right, Corey. Four years earlier, in 1987, Benning became Tony-nominated for Best Feature Actress in a Play for the role of Holly Dancer in Coastal Disturbances. She filled a seat at that ceremony to watch Mary Alice win the award for playing Rose in the play Fences, a role that would win Viola Davis an Oscar some 29 years later, making her the only black performer to achieve the coveted triple crown of acting. Ha! Take that, Whoopi! Now, Jeff, obviously I know what that is. But for the audience listening at home, what, what's the triple crown of acting? Uh, it's when you act at the Indianapolis 500. And you also add, no? No, no I, don't, I don't think so. No? Okay. So, well, Corey, the triple crown of acting is a term used in the American entertainment industry to describe actors who have won a competitive Academy Award, Emmy Award, 
and Tony Award in the acting categories, the highest accolades recognized in American film, television, and theater, respectively, of course. Oh, well, yeah, of course. I mean, 2006, Benning would receive her first and only Emmy nomination for her role as jilted lover and murderess Jean Harris, opposite Ben Kingsley, in the HBO movie Mrs. Harris, a role that had previously been played by Ellen Burstyn, who then three years later would win her Emmy Award and complete the Triple Crown herself. For Annette, though, that Emmy nomination would solidify nominations for her in all of the Triple Crown Awards. Sure, she was a seat filler for all of them, but sort of the triple crown of seat filling, if you will. (laughs) That's got to count for something, right? Well, it just counts for respect amongst her peers and an empty shelf, I'm afraid. Although jumping into the spotlight as a rising star with her Tony and Oscar nominations did land her some substantial work. She played Robert De Niro's neglected wife in the McCarthy-era drama Guilty by Suspicion in 1991. That's, by the way, the same year that the Bills lost the first of yeah. their four Super Bowls. So it's, a whole, it's a whole thing in 1991. It started a chain of events. Yeah, There, there were other events, but yeah. really the Only Bills, the ones that are important. The Bills right? losing the Super Bowl was one of the main ones. Bills in the Super Bowl in a net betting, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Go number three, DeMar Hamlin, Bills Mafia. That same year, she also starred with a brain-damaged Harrison Ford in Regarding Henry before being cast as Catwoman in Tim Burton's Batman sequel, Batman Returns. Now, I will say, regarding Henry, he wasn't brain damaged the whole time. He was cheating on her half the time. And yeah. Brain then he got shot, yeah. and there was a brain thing. Exactly. exactly. I, you know, how do you consolidate an entire plot of a movie into, like, And there was, like, Ritz, Ritz crackers yeah. throughout the whole thing. Turns out he loved them anyway, yeah. and they had to, like, kind of forgive him or something. Yeah, shit. even though he was, like, meeting women at the Ritz. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Interesting. Interesting movie. Anyway. But about Catwoman, Jeff, you know, listeners may... Remember, wait, notably. she was a Catwoman. She was well, see, she was she was cast as Catwoman. I was gonna say that's, that's not, what I'm saying. I'm, that was I'm Michelle about, Pfeiffer. I'm about to get into it. Okay, listeners may may also recognize that uh, Michelle Pfeiffer ended up playing Catwoman in the final film when Benning had to drop out just before filming started because she was expecting a child with her new husband and co-star in the 1991 mob crime film Bugsy. Now today it's it's hard to imagine anyone else but Pfeiffer playing Catwoman. Uh, is that, it really, though? Well, I mean, is it really? It, it well, well right. anyone else that could bring such feminine power and sex appeal than Michelle Pfeiffer in 1991, right? Or 1992 when the film came out. But let us not forget, Jeff, that Annette Benning was the rising starlet that tamed noted Hollywood manslut Warren Beatty. Yeah. She would have killed in that cat suit. Benning's next trip to the Envelope Hall of Doom came with her portrayal of the original Karen. Carolyn Burnham. She was the adulterous, emasculating real estate agent from the 1999 film about a plastic bag, American Beauty. Only this time, Benning wasn't given a supporting nomination. This time, she was a lead. The film landed eight nominations for the ceremony held in February of 2000, the most of any film that year. Going into the show, American Beauty was an odds-on favorite to win multiple awards, with Benning poised at the top of the nomination pool. Despite one of those fellow nominees being Oscar queen herself, Meryl Streep, for her work in Music of the Heart, which I don't think anybody saw. No. It was a sort of a 
Dangerous Minds meets Sister Act minus the nuns with Angela Bassett and Gloria Estefan. I think Rory Culkin plays her son in it. I don't know. Interestingly enough, it's, uh, it's the only feature-length movie that was directed by Wes Craven to not be a horror film. Yeah, well, so there's that. But, you know, Streep wasn't much of a, an awards threat that year. Not at all. That night was set to belong to Benning. Moments before the announcements of the main categories, Annette watched on as Jack Nicholson presented her husband, Warren Beatty, with the honorary, that's honorary, Irving G. Thalberg Memorial Award. Then Roberto Benini. Remember that guy? Oh, yeah, he's the one that uh, jumped on all the chairs when he won. The, the Life is Beautiful guy. That's the one. Well, he comes out and shits all over Benning's night when he reads Hillary Swank's name from the envelope. What a dick. Even though it really wasn't his fault. <laughs> it's not his fault. Yeah, it's, it's not. But, yeah, what a dick. <laughs> Benning had worked the better part of a decade crafting her brand of on-camera gravitas to land her an Oscar-worthy lead role. And then here comes the next Karate Kid. The worst Karate Kid. Yeah. Who was written off of 90210, by the way. The worst 90210. Yeah. But okay, Jeff. This was a fluky year. Besides, Annette was in a Best Picture winning film. A film that took home five awards that night. Her husband was honored. She'd been nominated twice now. That's a feat that few get to enjoy. She has more great work ahead of her. This is a night to be celebrated. This is fine. Everything is fine. We'll flash forward to the 2005 ceremony. Annette Benning is once again nominated for Best Actress for her portrayal of Julia Lambert, an aging theater star trying to cement her legacy in Being Julia. Critics applauded the strength of her mink-clad shoulders for carrying the weight of the production, which is likely why her nomination was the only one attributed to the film. This particular year, though, Benning was not the favorite. Despite winning the Best Actress Golden Globe that year, though the Globes split their ticket between drama and comedy or musical, and comedy awards usually don't translate to Oscars. However, her performance was, as always, at her consistent best. But the buzz was on another film, directed by Hollywood's finest strap of leather, Clint Eastwood. The film? Best Picture winner, Million Dollar Baby, which earned seven nominations that year, including one for Eastwood's dynamic leading lady. And I think you can see where this is going. Whoopi Goldberg? No. Hillary Swank. Of course. Hillary fucking Swank. Everything is decidedly not fine, Jeff. After her second loss to Swank, some reports mention overhearing Benning lamenting to her husband in the ladies' room at the Kodak Theater that, quote, this must be some kind of sick joke. That expletive swank again. Her character was in a coma for half that picture, for Christ's sake. At least I was awake for my role. The expletive Karate Kid sleeps on set and gets a expletive Oscar. Maybe I should do a Karate Kid film, Warren. Get me a meeting with Pat expletive Marita. End quote. Unfortunately, Pat Morita would pass away eight months later. Benning would never get her chance to work with him. And none of that was true. <laughs> Instead, like those miracle Buffalo Bills in the 1990s, 
Benning would achieve a fourth trip to the big show for her portrayal of alcoholic mother of two and wife to Julianne Moore in the 2010 film The Kids Are All Right. And just like those bills... Man, why do you gotta bring up the bills all the time? You know that's a sore subject for me. Well, the... Fuck you! The two stories sort of, <laughs> they, they parallel each other. Like no, cra- they don't. Yeah, like a crazy amount of talent in their fields, four trips to their respective big shows, four losses, two losses to the same opponent... I mean, I, th- I thought it would make a nice, you know, framing device. Did since they both, Annette you know, Benning spend 15 years not doing anything? Did Annette Benning all of a sudden get a new movie the last four years that's going to take them back to the show? Is Annette Benning sleeping with Stefan Diggs? Maybe, I don't think so. Maybe I, I, I don't. I mean, I, I don't mean, know. She could be. She could mean, be. I'd... Yeah. So- Still hurts, man. Sorry, man. Once again, Benning found herself fresh off a Best Actress Golden Globe win, and full of hope that this fourth year was the charm. Her competition was a combination of relatively new faces like Jennifer Lawrence and Michelle Williams and big screen veterans Nicole Kidman and Natalie Portman. Notice one name I did not say. Yeah, Hilary Swank. (laughs) Like Benning, Swank had only done one film that year, except that one didn't get any award attention. Except that one. I'm sure there was a huge sigh of relief in the Benning Beatty household when Swank's name was not mentioned on nomination day. Indeed. Even with Swank out of the picture, Benning was up against some heavy competition from an acid trip of a ballet movie and its star Natalie Portman, who, by all accounts, had given the performance of her career. That night, though, Annette wasn't just a seat filler. She did manage to make it onto the Oscar stage. And in another seemingly sick joke by the Academy, she was the presenter of the probably chocolate and gold foil honorary Oscars. The most distressing thing about it is she handed out these awards just minutes before returning to her seat to hear Jeff Bridges read Natalie Portman's name from the envelope. Ooh, Benning Zero. Oscars, four. There is good news, though. Oh, yeah? Benning is still working and could very possibly end her position as a seat filler and finally get that elusive Oscar win. I mean, hell, Judy Dench didn't win until she was 64 years old. And then after that, she was nominated six more times. Well, the closest Benning has come in the year since her last nomination was in 2017 for portraying real-life Oscar winner Gloria Graham in the snappy titled film Film Stars Don't Die in Liverpool. <laughs> Great title. Embodying the award-winning actress was a hopeful entry during that year's awards push and came close to being a bit of life-imitating art. Both Benning and her co-star Jamie Bell won British Film Academy Awards for their performances. But the buzz didn't quite make it across the pond as both were snubbed when Academy nominations were announced. Perhaps part of the problem is that we as audience members come to expect it, and those in the industry sort of take it for granted. As a result, more attention gets placed on actors that make a jump to serious roles, have career best performances, or say go from teen TV dramas to socially impactful breakout roles. Swank. Annette Benning never needed to rely on that one breakout role. She spent a career raising the bar, dissolving 
into the many characters that she played. Actors like Benning pour their heart and soul into capturing the nuanced details that make their characters alive. Part of the underlying appeal of an Oscar win, I suppose, is that validation from your industry and your peers, that all those nuanced details were successful. When asked about her losses prior to the 2010 ceremony, Annette Benning remarked, it does hurt, yeah. But then she went and took the high road, exclaiming, the thing about being nominated is the cliche. It's such an honor. The first part of the remark is more telling for her. Not winning does indeed hurt. It's possible, though, that the driving force for her finding better and more powerful roles was her loss at the awards. Potentially. But I would say to Annette Benning that she is seen by her peers, and the respect for her craft is very much acknowledged. Death on the Nile co-star and director, Kenneth Branagh, said of Benning, I got nervous. Annette is one of the greats. When you're acting opposite Annette Benning, you've got to keep up with her. Sir Ben Kingsley, who starred with Benning in Bugsy and Mrs. Harris, is quoted as saying, Annette is extremely intelligent, led by a combination of her head and her heart. Anything her fellow actors are fortunate enough to offer her in a scene like great Wimbledon tennis will be smashed back at you. And Benning is not without her accolades. Of her 126 award nominations across various institutions, she's won 54 times. And while she's been disappointed at the Oscars, her mantle is still quite full of well-deserved and well-earned statues and plaques. Everything is fine. We look forward to her next roles, maybe one of which will get her the win she so deserves. And we can finally scratch her name off the list of very talented seat fillers. Thank you for listening to Switch the Envelope Presents Seat Fillers, Annette Benning. If you've enjoyed this episode, be sure to hit subscribe on your podcast player, if you haven't already done so. If you have, go ahead and tell a friend. Word of mouth is the best way for us to grow this show. And we thank you. And to continue the conversation, hit us up on Twitter, Hive, or Mastodon at Switch Envelope. Did you ever think we'd have all three of those? It's a lot because of Twitter. Or on our Instagram at Switch the Envelope. Of course, you can always go to switchtheenvelope.com for all your Switch the Envelope needs. And until next time, go watch Annette Benning in The American President. And we'll see you later, Switches. See you later, Switches.